From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that feels good. <laughs> right? It's uh, it's it's nice to be back with a co-host who actually has a sign-on for us. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, he's trying. He's trying hard. He's... Is he? No. <laughs> he's not trying. He's not. He's trying not to try. Right. And that's, uh, I mean, he's just too cool to try. It makes yeah. sense. But he does that's have, he does always come up with something to say, even if it's the Brian. Yeah, he always says something. There is yeah. that. There is that. Right. Still a lovable guy. So we are sitting in Rick's uh, living kitchen. It's a, yeah, it's open concept. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a living room, kitchen, dining room. Yeah. So audios are gonna be a little wonky this week, but we have we have yeah. the remote set up. It's a little echoey. There's not a ton we can do about that. Try it's to fix a, some it's of this all post. hardwood floors and high ceilings, so it's it's just gonna be a little echoey. It's just gonna be what it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're in Green Bay this weekend. Green it'll be, Bay. It'll be fun. Uh, before we get too deep here, I wanna. Uh, they gotta get the ads out of the way. That's all. Get them in. Get them in there. So the American Homebrewers Association. Have you heard of that? Uh, awesome. I am a member. Yeah, it's on right on my computer. Oh hell, look at that! <laughs> I also remember, and also they're a sponsor, and they do a lot to support yes. homebrewing and homebrewers, and they support us. Joining the AHA will give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. Also. Uh, we have a Patreon, so head over to patreon.com slash studios if you'd like to support us directly. And just a big shout out to Black Belt donor Andy Thompson. If you'd like to be as awesome as Andy, uh, head over to patreon.com slash studios to become a patron today. If you're doing any Amazon shopping, uh, go to blindedstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Your Amazon shopping is normal. really helps us out. gives us... Uh, we get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon, so nice. and so we're taking money out of Bezos's pocket. Yeah, and, and he's got a lot, and he has a lot. So really, I mean, you're doing him a favor. He won't notice. Just like, well, no, I mean, he just has too much, and it really should go to us. I think. Be a Robin Hood today. Oh, one hundred percent. Be Robin Hood. All uh, right, just making sure that we're recording. We are. All right. We are recording. Good. Yeah. No. This this whole like uh, this wouldn't be the first time. No. Well, and this is it's it's the remote thing. It's all kinds of new and different. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, that Andy Thompson. That's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Took me around drinking some beers and you uh, called me. Yeah. You drunk dialed me. I did with him. I did. That was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So it was great. yes, it was. All right. <laughs> Uh, what have you been up to beer related lately, Rick? Gosh, I mean, it's um, been it's been a it's hot been minute months. since you've been yeah. on the show. Um, lot of lot of stuff, man. Actually, um, unlike your criticism of me of not having anything to say previously. Um, well, then I, say something. Like, yeah, no, I've <laughs> I've homebrewed quite a bit. Um, gotten like fully into it now since I've gotten off the show. The show really got me into it. And we gained. have seen we honestly, it's kind of it's really interesting because your entire homebrew journey I've has done been it recorded. On air. Yeah. yeah, I've done it on air, um, and now I'm into fully all grain batches, five gallons, um, and brewing on my own. Just like started toddling and doing baby steps. 
and brewing with you and now i'm out here in green bay brewing on my own all right by myself beautiful beautiful um beer related for me uh man so uh, this is hard because i'm recording three episodes this weekend yeah so <laughs> i'm like what do i say on this show what do i say on other shows <laughs> Uh, no, so I got the uh, the new fermenters set up and pumping away. I'm going to talk about the brew day that I did uh, with those um, on next week's episode because I want to talk with Ryan a little bit about some of that stuff and yeah. get some feedback. But uh, yeah, no, so got the get the the new shiny stainless up and running. Those fermenters are so and cool. Actually, I don't know if I've talked about that on the show yet. I don't think you have. I, yeah, I don't. So I went and bought uh, some brew buckets from SS Brew Tech. Yep. Uh, so the stainless brew buckets with their uh, with their fermentation control. Uh, yeah. So it, you know, so I had to redo my kegerator so I could get like a big thing of water in there. I put a five gallon bucket of <laughs> water in my kegerator. That's quite a system. It, it like it's fancy. <clears throat> they they are very attractive looking. Uh, they are some sexy ass for yeah. Though I had I had to fiddle with them a little bit yesterday and get brew belts around them because my. Uh, my basement's too cold. <laughs> the ambient temperature does not require cooling. No, in fact, it requires some heating. Yep. Which then requires some cooling. It's a whole system. <laughs> um, but yeah, so got that set up. I haven't been to really any new breweries the past the past bit. Yep. I'm um, gonna do that today, hopefully. So yeah, yeah next we're week check out all the Green Bay breweries. Yeah, so next week or the week after, you'll hear about all that, depending on yeah. how I decide to drop the episodes and right. when I decide to talk about things. Because I'm like Brian, I don't blow my wad on the first show. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, for me, I went to Texas and tried a bunch of breweries That's in right. Austin. Yeah, how was Austin? Um, just got back from that last week, and it was awesome. A uh, lot of cool breweries in Austin. Um, we talked a little bit at lunch. My favorite one was Lazarus, right in on Sixth Street in downtown Austin. Sixth Street is I found out like the the happening place in Austin. Like that's oh. the that's all the up to date stuff that's going the down. up and coming. It's yeah. the it's the hipster neighborhood. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like where all the young people are, and like all the good restaurants are there that aren't like seventy dollars a plate. <laughs> It's like the type of thing for our generation is there. Um, it's the millennial area. Yeah. And Lazarus is there. And they, the dude at Lazarus talked to him a little bit. He studied in England for his beer making apprenticeship or whatever he did. So he makes a lot of really good English beers, which if you know Casey, you know that he likes and I like them. So, but then we went to a bunch of places, um, Skull Mechanic, somewhere on their sweatshirt, a really cool brewery, like a metal themed brewery, which is one of the things I've heard is coming about and it was really cool. And they were definitely playing some ska when I locked in, which was like, but this is a metal themed brewery. It's fucking dope, dude. But it was fun. Um, a really cool, cool time. Just Austin in general is a cool city. And the beer there was good. Um, I mean, yeah, it was was a fun time. Went to a ton of breweries. Nice. I'm a little jelly. I got a bunch of pint glasses. I get a pint glass everywhere I go. I have way too many pint glasses and I'm not going to stop. Do you do what my brother does and steals them? No, I buy them. (laughs) 
Because they're only, I mean, they only charge you like five bucks for a pint glass. It's, it's, so for my brother, it's not the, it's, it's the, uh, it's not the it's price, the it's, thrill the, it's the thrill. It's a thrill. Like, I, I, I told the story about the about the one he took from the bar in yeah. Belgium, right? Yeah. And then it shattered. <laughs> yeah. No, was, I bought, um, I bought a bunch of pint glasses and only one broke on the way back. I had it all in my carry-on, like wrapped in t-shirts I had bought. So... I only broke one. Right. Yeah. So uh, today's episode is going to be a little different. We don't actually have a topic per yeah. se. Um, I just like I was here and I was like, <laughs> well, people haven't heard from Rick in a while. Let's see what's going on. And yeah. he's been brewing up a storm. And so we have what, two, three? Three beers, beers from and me. Then, yeah, and then you're going to try the uh, the cream ale that we talked cream about ale. the other week. Yeah. The dragon fruit cream yeah. ale. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what's his first beer. The first beer is a Scottish Light. You have a recipe up? I do have the recipe up. All right. Um, so I'll run through. I'll preface by initially saying it's a one-gallon batch that I brewed just to use up already crushed grain that I had before it went bad or just got old. Okay. Um, so it was kind of thrown together. But what it ended up being, it was uh, 9% flaked oats, 11% biscuit malt, 22% uh simpson's crystal medium and then 58 percent uh golden promise okay um so then we've got five points oh, let me see where we started this is a 30 minute boil um it four oh sorry 11 ibus of fuggle at 30 minutes 5.7 ibus of fuggle at 20 minutes and one IBU of Fuggle at Flame Out. Um, so uh, that's what we've got in here. Other than that, uh, it fermented with White Labs WLP 028 Edinburgh Ale. So fairly reasonable. All right. So aroma, um, I'm getting some of that Fuggle yeah. um, off the nose. I'm not getting a ton of yeast character. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it fermented a little bit colder than it probably should have because we're in the middle of winter. Um, in that room, it was probably like 64 to 65 degrees. Yeah. Um, fermenting probably around 70 would give it a little so, bit more of that yeast character. Appearance wise, it's this. I don't have a patented beer light. I don't Yeah, there's know not a patent. What one. to. Uh... We may have to just go with the cell phone. Uh, maybe. I mean. Okay, so, okay, yeah. So this beautiful, like, golden. Like golden copper, yeah. I would I would call it uh, with with just a really nice, really nice uh, off white head um, that sticks around. So yeah, appearance appearance is great. This is a good looking beer. Well, glad you you think so. I did forget to throw in the Irish moss on this. I think I think it cleared out just it did, fine. It did clear. Uh, out it doesn't good. like it's there's there's a little haze, but it's not bad at all. Yeah, and that's probably from the oats. All right now mm-hmm. the important bit. Yeah, with the important bit, this is the flavor. Toffee, um, a lot of toffee, a it's little bit of bitterness, but man, there's a lot of toffee. Like it's, it's just, it's toffee. straight toffee. Yeah, it's um, a lot. And then the mouthfeel, like it's just, it's, it's a little thin. Yeah, I think, I think it, I, I think it ended up mashing at like 154. I'd probably jack it up to like 156, I would do 156, 158, somewhere in there. Yeah. Just a little higher. Get, and that's that's what happened with uh, our Scottish Light, too. Yeah. We have to rebrew it. It's thin as balls. Yeah. So. This, I mean, this could be thinner. It didn't thin out all the way. Yeah. No, no. It, But, but it's, 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 it needs it a little bit more thicker. body. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's honestly the only, 
The only thing I don't like about it is the the lack of body. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I like the flavor of it. Um, it it came out better than I expected. I figured it'd be. I mean, with with this malt bill and like everything, you can't really go wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was what I had left over, and I threw it together, and I figured I'd probably have to adjust a lot of things. But tasting it, I could probably just scale this up, mash higher, and then make yeah, it yeah, five gallon badge. So that's that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a really solid recipe. It's a solid start. I really like where this this beer. Is, it's one of those beers that you taste it and you know the potential it has. Yeah, and it could be a really good house beer. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it because I I thought it turned out pretty good. The like the biggest drawback is not even the body. The biggest drawback is that there's only a gallon of it. <laughs> um, that's that's my biggest problem with it. Um, it did come out to two point nine percent ABV. So. Oof, man! I don't know, man. That's a little high. Like, can yep. you scale that back? Like, yeah, like two two point eight, two point seven is kind of my <laughs> limit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really steep. We're getting really close on three, and then we're not even sessionable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, so while we're finishing this up, why don't we uh, talk about this email? Uh, that that we made. You want to pop that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, go I, ahead. I go it. ahead. So, um, little little heads up here. So, oh, good. That's good. Yeah. So I had to hook up my counter pressure filler, which I hadn't used in literally years. So I cleaned it out and hooked it up with with my new new rig jiggered uh, keg setup. Like it, it's easy. So, um, but so this is literally the last pour of this beer. It is. Like, so pink. It's so pink. Um, you know, Did you so, put any like pictures of this on the Facebook or anything? I don't know if pictures of it made it on Facebook or not. Um, but yeah, we should probably snap a pic before we. I'll I'll snap a picture. Yeah. This is it's so super pink. pink. Super pink. Try, it'll get a white um, background on it too, so we can just to see how how pink you can get her there. Actually, yeah, we just lay that down. It does it. All right. So, um, just a reminder on the on our cream ale base. Uh, it is 56% six row, uh, 13% uh, two row, and 18% flake corn. Pretty simple. Yeah. Um, and then we used three quarters of an ounce of Hallertau at 60 minutes, a quarter of an ounce of Hallertau at zero minutes for a total of 14 IBUs. Super hoppy. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, uh, I take that back. We also used 12.5% dextrose in this grist. It did not have, uh, it didn't order this properly. Um, that was my bad. Uh, and then uh, we used, uh, or fermented with 1056, which is pretty standard for a cream ale. Then after fermentation, I uh, put two... Uh, <laughs> Two dragon fruit in it. <laughs> Which, Did you juice the dragon fruit? I smushed the dragon smushed fruit it. with it. So basically, like I cut it in half, scooped all the fleshy bit out, put yeah. it in a bowl, and attacked it with a potato masher. <laughs> just smushed it. Yeah, and then just shoved it in the fermenter. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out super pink. Yeah, it is. I yeah, mean, and so we, we talked about this beer already, so we're not going to go super into it. I just want, uh, Rick hadn't tried it, and he kept seeing me send him pictures of it, so yeah. he wanted to... Well, and then he was bragging about how awesome it was. Yeah, so why don't we kind of go over the beer here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll put... Oh, God, it is clear. Oh, it's crystal. Did you, what'd you, did you find it? Nope. Wow. 
It is crystal clear. Okay, I'm going to taste it. Yeah, go for it. It smells nice. It's very dragon fruit forward in the aroma. Man, for how pink it is, that dragon fruit does not overpower it. Not at all. Like, it looks like juice. It does. And, like, uh, people kept saying, like, they are expecting it to be sour because of the color. Well, it looks like a sour beer. Yep. Just because of how pink it is. is. It's so very don't expect something fruited like this that looks... I think it's the clarity and the color that makes me think of a Berliner Weiss Mm -hmm. is what it is. But it drinks like a fruity cream ale. Yeah. And it's not overly fruity. No. Like dragon fruit is a it's it's a delicate enough flavor, I think, where you can still get the beer coming through. It's interesting that this came from us deciding how we were gonna fruit something and then just being like, Dragon Fuck fruit's it. a weird one. <laughs> Put it in a cream ale. <laughs> and this is actually super good. I like this a lot. Yeah. That's bonkers. I like that. Isn't it weird? Like... It's a weird beer because First of all, fruited cream ale, not common. Dragon fruit, I don't I've never had a beer with dragon fruit in it. I've never heard of one. So man. I and think, that's why we did it. I well mean, yeah. And I think dragon fruit would hide in a lot of other beers. Like it the would. cream ale is nice because there it there's nothing to hide behind in the beer itself. Yeah. And so you get a nice clean, super clean beer. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't make like a dragon fruit brown ale or something well no, no or even like like even like a dragon fruit belgian i think yeah. like the uh the belgian yeast character oh yeah so much yeah that. anything with the yeast character would not compete well with this yeah but anything with like caramel malts or darker i think would also not do well with this so you've got to have like a light beer like this not a lot of Yeast or anything with not a lot of fruit and light. Yeah. And not a lot of hops because the hops could easily kill that too. Yeah. No, and I was, I was really worried about this beer. Like leading yeah. up to it, even after like we, we first tried it. And this beer grew on me so hard. We killed <laughs> well, the keg in like a week. The first thing you sent me of it was, it's so pink. And it was a picture of it, and it was just pink. And you were like, I don't know about it. It's weird and strange. And then, like, three days later, I get a text, this beer is amazing. <laughs> like, it grew quite quickly. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it, it was like one of those things where I kept going back to it, and I'm like, I'm not sure how to feel about this. I'm not sure how to feel about this. I know how I feel about it now. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things where I was in denial for so long. I can't like a fruit beer. Yeah. I can't do that. That's dumb. <laughs> Gosh, that's good. It's so subtle. It's not sweet at all from it. It finishes with cream ale flavor with like dragon fruit on the back of my tongue. Yep. And that is exactly how it should. It worked great. It it's it's a beauty of a beer. It is. I like it a lot. I was very sad that I almost didn't bring you this bottle. I am happy that it turned up here. Because <laughs> that would have been sad for me. All right. So what's the what's the next beer on our list, bud? Next beer. Let's get rid of the Scottish light that we've got. I don't know if I'm going to, just because we're going to be drinking so much beer. I don't want to get drunk. But, well, it's 3% milk. That's right. It's It's hard to get drunk off of that. Um, so what it is, uh, the next one we're going to try, 
Uh, out of which, the, which tap? I'll go grab some. The right tap. Talking. Out of the three beers that we that I made that we're gonna try, there's two good ones and one bad one. So we're gonna do the bad one in the middle. So I end on a good note. Um, <clears throat> so the one in the middle, and it's not bad because of anything other than just the recipe needs tweaking. But we'll get into it. Um, I named it. I've been naming. The only problem with identical glasses, I don't remember which one's which. Uh, I think you picked up mine with your right hand. It'll work. Um, so, I named it Cookies for Breakfast because I was going for like an easy low alcohol beer that you could have for breakfast, which I do a lot because I get done with the 24 hour shift and then I go home and have a beer at eight in the morning. So that's kind of the joke on that. Not really a joke, but just like where it comes from. Um, and the idea was I added brown sugar and um, toasted flaked oats to a English brown ale to kind of make it like a cookie flavor, almost like a molasses cookie okay, or something. Okay, the aroma on this, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the aroma on this is fantastic. It smells good. It smells amazing. Um and maybe and I've let it mellow so it's possible it tastes good now but I doubt it just because of some of the problems with it which we're going to get into right now I'll run through the recipe here um did let's see so it is 56% Maris Otter um then 16% flaked oats which I toasted in the oven three days prior to brewing to let it off gas um, then 16% brown sugar, which is, I will tell you right up front, That's way the too issue with the beer. It was too much brown sugar, for sure, which is what stretched the body and created the problem. The 8% um, crystal 20, and then 4% black patent, just to give it a little bit of darkness that it needed. What uh, what crystal did you use? Um, like, was I it would, Reese or... I believe it was Breeze, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what's available at the homebrew store. All right. So it was the Breeze Crystal 20. All right, yeah. Yeah, no, just looking at the recipe, back that brown sugar. <sighs> yeah. Go fuck up. And that was, that was something that I put the recipe together, and I just did it, and I was like, this looks good. And then after I brewed it and tasted it, I went on the internet, and I was like... If I would have just searched, like, how much brown sugar to put in, I would have ended up, yeah. I would have ended up figuring out that it was too much right away. But this is a great example of something where you brew and learn. So um, we'll go through the hops quick. Um, So it was a 60-minute boil, 45 minutes EKG, 22 IBUs. Um... Five minutes, 1.1 IBUs of saws, and two IBUs of EKG, both added in while at flame out. Um, The saws I threw in because I had an extra half ounce laying around, so I threw it in. Figured it would help complement a little bit. And then I put Irish moss in, fermented with Scottish ale yeast from Omega OYL-015. And... Adjusted the water with lactic acid just down to a 5.4 pH. And that's it. That's what I did. And then I fermented the, it. The mash pH or the water pH? 
I, I just did the mash water. Oh, well, no, no. But in the ma- after after mashing or before. Okay, and so what? Your five point four was that the water before it went into the mash or the mash itself? The mash itself. Okay, all right. Using the easy water calculator. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was uh, two mils of lactic acid. Yeah, I was like, Did you, you shouldn't bring the water down that far. Like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no I used I used the easy water calculator. Okay, and all right, that makes sense. Calculated the pH down. Yeah. So aroma wise, this beer is fantastic. Yeah. Big, uh, like toffee. Um, molasses, like baked, baked good note. Like yep. it smells, it smells like cookie batter Yep. or cookie dough. Um, and so that's, that's fantastic. Then the appearance looks really good. Like it's a nice color, good yep. head. I'm trying, to focus, I'm trying to focus on the positives first. Yeah. Color and clarity. We're good. <laughs> color and clarity is good. Um, but then we get into a bit of an issue. Yep. Uh, man, so this is the definition of a stretch-thin body. Yep. Uh, it's like somebody was like, hey, you know those grains that should be in the middle of this beer? They're yeah, gone. Exactly. They're gone. It's, uh, it's, it, you know what it is? It's that, uh, goddamn, it's that brewed IPA problem. Yep. But instead of, like, nothing but, like, hot bitterness in the back end, you get <laughs> nothing and then burnt molasses character yeah uh and like uh, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah no i know uh so that's what i was saying so the this recipe worked like this recipe, how, much, how much black patent did you use um four percent okay i have some suggestions would you like that i'd absolutely like them okay so i'm thinking um Get rid of the black patent. Bring the brown sugar way back. Yeah, like maybe five percent. Sorry, like because you just you just want a little bit of that like uh, yeah. flavor. So maybe five percent on the brown sugar. Get rid of the black patent, um, and then instead of the C twenty, do Simpsons light and Simpsons medium to make up that color. Because I think you can get a better color. Yeah, uh, or, or like something close to this with with those two. And you're gonna get a much uh, richer, like body and mouthfeel, and some like good caramel flavors that I think would go really well with the brown sugar, the marisada, and the flaked oats. Because the black patent, I mean, I think you just added that for color, right? Yeah. And I'm getting a little bit of like roasty astringency as well. And if you want to keep the like a black malt there, go with something deep bitter. I. Like a debittered Carafa three or something like that. Yeah, and that was where I think that I realized afterwards I should have adjusted that too. Um, so yeah, I think I should go. I'm gonna write down your suggestions in my notes on Beersmith. All right. Um, actually, and yeah, I mean, we it, can it, do that after the episode. Well, yeah, and they're and they're just suggestions. Like, well, it's it's. I think you're right, and everything except for like the the changes to like the. The Simpsons medium and stuff, mm-hmm. which I really like, so I want to take that and okay. use it. Other than that, we had the same thoughts on it anyway. All like right. I told you when we were doing this, yeah, beer, yeah. like body stretched out, the sugar I knew was too high. Like I learned that afterwards, but I'm that's why I wanted to try it on the show because it's a great example of like trying something, trying something out, and then learning. Like, well, I mean, when you look at it. From a five-gallon perspective, it's 
like grains and then one pound of brown sugar to the untrained eye doesn't sound like a ton of sugar because it's a small amount and this of is a grains. five gallon batch right yeah okay but then when you like get more experience and look at it like that actually is a lot of sugar like it's it's easy to get a little deceived and then you learn from it yeah so this is great for people listening to learn from my mistake and not add 16 percent sugar to your beer yeah. Especially if it's going to be a low alcohol beer like this. 16% sugar is a lot. Like there's yeah. certain there's certain styles that can get away with it. Right. Um, a lot of Belgians yep. like adding that candy sugar in there because you're looking for that stretched body. Yep. Um like that's that's that you accentuates a, some of the in beer. those you get a lot of flavor from the yeast and stuff, and there's yep. a lot of stuff to make up for that. Yes. And here you you just you're missing yep. a lot of the yeah. So it ended up at four point eight percent ABV. Yeah, um, which was around the area I was shooting for. So, yeah, so I think yeah, I think swapping the like swapping a lot of that brown sugar out for crystal yeah. and getting rid of that black patent that's going to help with some of that burnt character. I think. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so the other thing like when you're adding adjuncts like brown sugar and stuff to something like a brown ale or a Scottish ale or something like that, think of it at more as like a flavor enhancer rather than like a fermentable ingredient. Right, like a piece of the yeah. yeah. Yeah, because as soon as soon as you go over ten, like five, ten percent, you're like that's that's a big part of your fermentable sugar. Right. Yeah, and that's that's something I didn't realize until I and this beer. I mean, I'm glad I made this beer because this beer prompted me to do a lot of research, and like I spent probably five hours on the internet learning stuff after making this beer and finding out it was bad, figuring out why, and it helped me learn something valuable. So, yeah, no, that's, and no, and like that's kind of what homebrewing is all about. We yeah. we have the ability to experiment and test right. and play around with things that a lot of other people don't. Yeah, and at the end of the day, um, I calculated up and I lost seventeen dollars on this beer. So, really, like, yeah. it's not a loss though. Like, well, then that's what I'm I, yeah. like. I spent seventeen dollars to learn something, and then I learned a lot more than seventeen dollars could ever buy me somewhere. Like yep. learning something, exactly. So I got way more than seventeen dollars of experience out of this beer, which is great. It sucks to make a bad beer, but oh, it does. Also, it's I made eleven of them this past. <laughs> yeah, it's also half. invaluable to learn from it and not make that beer again. So that's why it's great to talk about it on the show, but that's also why I wanted to put it in the middle because we've got a beer. We got, yeah, we, we can finish on a high note. We're proud. Oh, dude, I don't think I told you this, and I, I kind of want to give him a shout out right now. Um, we have a listener from Finland. Um, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> because something that still happens is you get notifications. All on of the, the BNS messages that come through my phone tells me about so i looked at it and i was like this is amazing oh it just like i was so tickled he he was talking about like he enjoyed the saute episodes and i i'm I'm pulling up his name now because i could not pronounce his name and i can't remember it all right well uh i'm gonna go with micah mika micah it might i i don't know m-i-k-a let me go with micah shout outs to micah or our our finland brother 
Well, yeah, man. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out. And I'm sorry that your uh, that your country's beer sucks. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> we're, glad you, we're glad you enjoyed the sati episodes. <laughs> I hope that's not what you guys drink every day. I got to assume it's not. <laughs> or maybe they make well-made ones there. Well, and th- like that's the thing. It's like a very maybe historical Maybe they didn't style. have to tromp into the woods and find sticks. Yeah. Well, like, shoot us a message if you know, man. Like, you're, you're the guy who lives in Finland. Like, tell us about Finland beer and what it's like. Do you guys just drink that every day? Do you guys just drink stick beer all the time? Is it sticks? <laughs> Is it sticks? Is it syrup and sticks like we had? Or did we make it wrong? <laughs> Maybe something's up there. I don't know. Yeah. Let us know. But it's good to have you listening. Finland's yeah. cool. I no, like, yeah, like it, it increases our internet. Like, I'm always surprised at our international reach. I am like, too. Like our Australian yeah. brothers and sisters down yeah. there. Like, that's amazing. Like, now Finland. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. I love it. I, we're glad that you guys listened to it. So And so, like, just... So when it when like somebody sends us a message, it like it gives us like the little like brief like lives in and from and like this one has like a study and I can't pronounce any of these names. We're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to be this long. Yeah, yeah. All no, right. we we get super super tickled when people message us from other countries. Like I think a lot more than you probably realize. Like we're like, oh, there's a guy from Finland. Also, Matt was like, was texting me constantly. He was like, did you see that message from the guy from Finland? <laughs> <laughs> like, we get super jazzed up about it. Yeah. Actually, honestly, we get jazzed when anybody messages us. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, oh, people are actually listening. Hey, you guys are this. so quiet. And when then when we hear from you, we're happy about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so what is beer number three? Uh, beer number three. I'll grab it. Um, uh, well, no, why don't you talk about it? Finish uh, one of those. Oh, finish or, this one. Yeah, or or you can just dump it just in dump, here. Just dump it. Yeah. Oh, we did that right over my laptop. That was a shitty idea. Good thing it turned out okay. All right, so the next one that we're trying out is a grisette. And if you aren't familiar with the style of grisette, it's because it's a historical style that's not in the BJCP, so we haven't gone over it. Um... It is basically what happened was like the saisons were the farmhouse ales in like France and the French part of Belgium um, working in the field like you wanted a nice refreshing beer and that was the saison. Well, it turns out there was a lot of mining that happened in that area as well. And the grisette was basically a saison that was like a session strength for the miners Um so they'd come out of the mines and want something refreshing that I guess was lower alcohol. Um, that's basically the story I found on it. Did some research, found a guy who had gone over to that area of Belgium and checked out um, a lot of like the historical recipes and some of the breweries still making it there today and kind of came up with like he just printed these online. Um, he put up these recipes like any historical recipe, there was a lot of variation based on stuff that was available, but kind of boiled it down to some of the commonalities in them and then modernized it to end up with a grist that goes like this. It is 57% Pilsner, two row from Belgium, um, 14% 
Belgian wheat malt. Um, I couldn't get any Belgian wheat malt, so I just ended up using white wheat. Uh, from um, Rar? Yeah, I think it was Rar. Um, and then uh, 14% flaked oats. And then I did a 14% of biscuit malt in it. Um, it had it was a 30-minute boil, and it has 17 IBUs of EKG in it. Solids in the beer. And then it is put some Irish moss in it to make sure it cleared up nice. And then fermented with Omega French Saison yeast OYL-026. And that's it. This beer fermented in two days. It went from uh, like original gravity to final gravity in two days. And so then I let it chill out and it was kegged um, after seven days from brewing. So aroma, massive like orange and lemongrass. Yeah. Like very Saison-y. Yep. Like just absolutely beautiful. Yep. Um, smells very sweet. Smells like summertime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this yeast I learned is very like lemon zest forward, um, which not a bad thing at all. No, not at for all. me. No, I, this is like it's very good. Uh, the aroma clarity is gorgeous. Like so when it when it was pouring, like it looked a little turbid, but that was just like everything kind of settling and then coming out. Yeah. Um, the head not super long lasting, but there's some good lacing on it. So uh, it's uh, I don't know, um, a nice small tight bubbles. Yeah. Uh, color wise, golden I would say. Yeah, it's like a very golden very yellow. very light golden. Think uh, yeah, gold. Think think uh, pilsner or like Belgian uh, single. Yeah, I'd call it straw actually. Yeah, there you go. Straw. I'd say it's straw. Uh, flavor wise. Huh, that is, like, so there, there's a big, uh, like, lemongrass yep. right up front with just a little bit of, like, an orange citrusy sweetness mm-hmm. right right after that. And it finishes pretty dry. It's a pretty dry beer. Um, that's the one thing that I think little could... Little bready, little grainy. The one thing I think I could do to improve this beer is to mash it a little higher it mashed at 154 to 155 probably could bring it up to 157 to let it not dry as much this um final gravity on this is 1001 and you you said you're brewing with very soft water here right yes right now Naturally i I, I feel i feel weird i keep bringing up like what grain did you i've been reading the malt book yep. and then i just reread the the water book twice and so now like i'm super into water <laughs> yep but, but no, so, like, uh, uh, and did you do any water additions to this or no? This one, I did not adjust the okay. water. Because um, uh, it, it, it feels like, like, it, it this, this is weird, it tastes soft. Like, yeah. it, it feels like there's there's something missing kind of in the middle there. Yeah, and I mean, that definitely could be on the water. The first, like, the one thing I want to clarify to people listening, it, it's not softened water. It's water. It's soft. Yeah, it's water yeah. from Lake Michigan, so it's naturally soft. So it's not like I don't have a water softener yeah, that's running yeah. through. So because that would wreck the beer. Yeah. Um, but it's not softened. I can actually give you like a quick rundown of the profile. Um, the water here, 34 parts per million calcium, 12 magnesium, 8.4 sodium, 22 sulfate, 
15 chloride and 134 for bicarbonate for the uh, alkalinity. So it is, like I said, very soft water. Like there is not a lot in it. Yeah. Um, this one I can definitely improve the quality of the beer by improving the water. Yeah, I think I think if you um, like bring up that that calcium and chloride. Yeah. I think that would honestly help this beer a lot. Like yeah. if you drop some calcium chloride in there, I think you'd be good. Yeah, and I good have I have been doing that since brewing this beer, so that will be. Water is a newer thing that I'm into. No, it's um, like it's, and I was always so int- intimidated by water, yeah. and now I'm just having a blast playing with it. And it's yeah, all Tierby's fault. Yeah, well, it's it's like it's kind of intimidating to approach, but then it's really not that bad of a thing. No, because there's only a few things that you actually care about, right? Like there, there's a lot into water science, and then once you get into reducing alkalinity or adding alkalinity like to your water, then things get a little. Yeah. Yep. But no, I mean, overall, this this beer turned out, I'm pretty satisfied with how it turned out. Um, I'd like it to maintain just a little bit more body, because it is very dry. But I don't think for Honestly, the style of beer it is, it would be inappropriate. This is really good. Like, it's extremely drinkable. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that if it was 80 degrees outside right now, and we were sitting out on your deck, yeah, like, this would be the perfect beer to just... Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely a patio pounder. Like, it's a drinkable beer. It did come in higher than I wanted to on the ABV. What um, is it at? Like five? Five point two. Okay. I was shooting for four point six, so not too much higher. No, um, but well, it is. It's just because that yeast. It, I think it ate everything. That's what happened. The, <laughs> I mean, so using like a standard yeast that's not this omega yeast that destroyed everything, I think would have omega straight. It would have put me in the right spot because I I'm I adjusted the match temperature anticipating that like I wanted to have it a little bit higher but not like the, I mean it's a beer that should dry out pretty well. I mean, saisons are typically pretty dry, so a grisette should still also be dry, but should still have a little bit left. It, it, no, it's definitely very different than a saison. <clears throat> it's it's different than a saison for sure, um, which is cool. But you can you can also taste the similarities to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I mean, as far as an experiment where I created a recipe based on like just my whim of looking at old recipes. It's probably not historically accurate, but that's not what I was going for. I wanted to do a modern version, like you know, there was a period of like it was like four or five weeks where every once a, like once or twice a week, I'd get a text from you being like, "Hey, did you have you heard about this weird obscure style that never exists anymore?" Like, <laughs> I got I got into that for a little while. I still actually like have a, some of those that I've that I want to do some modern recipes for. But this is the one I got excited about because it was, I, I was just excited to make this beer. Yeah, no, I, I was, it was funny. Cause you, it was, it was during my break, like yeah. my, my sabbatical, if yeah. you will, from brewing. And you're like, I'm brewing this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I couldn't fucking get you to come and hold a goddamn mash paddle for 80 <laughs> weeks. And now you're brewing like a motherfucker when yeah. it doesn't help me at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad. <laughs> you were a little mad. 
<laughs> I don't hold a grudge. I don't know what you're talking about. But no, this uh, this one, I'm satisfied with how it turned out. No, it's very good. Um, so that was It's clean. Of... It's delicious. It's refreshing. Yeah. I kind of just want to put a little wet lemon wedge on the side of the glass. It, and... it, it definitely would warrant that. I mean, it would work. All right, man. Uh, well, is there anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. Like, we covered the beers. No, we covered... did our, uh, you know, standard 45-minute episode talking it's about just... nothing. <laughs> yep. It's interesting. Yeah. No, it's it, it's funny, like, listening to... What did, uh, what did Gordon say? So, Gordon, I, I don't know if I told you this, and I don't think I've told the listeners this. Um, so, Gordon is... He, he does Rules of the Arena on our network, and he... He started texting me one day, and he's like, hey, make me this beer. And I was like, no. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's not how this works. How about you learn how to make this beer? And then, like, build a recipe. Bring it on. And if you want, build a recipe. Bring it on Homebrew Bound, and we'll critique it and help you sort it out. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Well, that was three months ago. (laughs) And in that time... Like, he sat down to try to make a recipe knowing nothing about beer. <laughs> Listen to every episode of Homebrew Bound. He's now current. <laughs> and he's, like, rare, like raring to go, like, get on the show. So he'll be on in the next few weeks with his uh, with his recipe. Nice. And, yeah, so we'll talk about that. But he, uh, he, he was talking about, so you had popped on a couple of Homebrew Bound episodes early on that I totally forgot about. Yeah. Like you filled in for miles a few times. Yeah, I knowing popped in no- once or twice. Yeah, knowing nothing about beer. Mm-hmm. And you were, you were just there, and I was like, well, man, i got to record. Like, sit down. Yep. And then uh, Gordon's like, yeah, so those, those were interesting episodes. And then once Miles left and you brought Rick on... He was like a kid with a new, that got a new toy for Christmas and was just so excited about everything. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was jazzed. Yeah, man. Like it was, and like I think if we did the right thing going with the eighty style challenge, like trying to. Yeah, that was a really good thing for for both of us. Both it was us, a yeah. really good learning experience. Like for me, getting immersed in that right away and learning all of that stuff about beer, like way better education in the year and a half than I could have done on my own for sure. Yeah. Well, and so I was looking at some of those early recipes that we made and thinking, Oh God, why did we do that? Yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, we have 11 beers so far that we need to rebrew and next week, spoiler alert, you guys we're talking about the first four. And so I was looking at some of those recipes and being like, huh? <laughs> Why did we add black malt to a uh, Irish red ale? Uh, <laughs> I think you're just trying to hit SRM or something. Like, yep. And I'm like, that was dumb. Usually. Um, no, it was like, I, when I talk, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in a homebrew club in Green Bay now. And when I talk to people in the homebrew club who have been brewing like as long as me or a couple of years longer, it's interesting it becomes apparent to me like where them coming into a homebrew club and brewing like a couple of different styles for a couple of years to learn their base, like every bit as good or better brewers than me. Um, but their experience with styles is quite limited. 
And I really like that my introduction to brewing was, was so broad. All of those styles that are recognized, like all of them. So it really opened me up to realizing uh, like all the styles are good. There's so many good styles. Not all of them. Sati. But the rest <laughs> I, of them. To, to be fair to the fans, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> we just don't think so. <laughs> well, we don't know what it's like today there. So we'll give them that. But like learning all these different styles and like my range of beer interests are a lot larger than most of the people I encounter who have a similar length of brewing to me. Again, like I say, like I'm not that's not to say I'm a better brewer than that. No, you, just, you, had, you had a very unique starting yeah, experience. Yeah, it, it definitely was. It's not to say that I'm better. They're just as good or better than me. In a lot of cases, there are guys that have brewed as long as me who are better at brewing than me. But their styles are like four or five different things. And they're like, yeah, I brewed this one like six times. And when I look at it, I'm like, I brew the same thing six times. Like there's What's so many, like? there's so many different beers to brew though. And like, I have never brewed the same beer twice yet. I'll right. probably rebrew my bitter pretty soon because it was good and I miss it. Well, it's so it's, it's one of those things where I used to be like, I would rebrew the same beers <laughs> a lot. And then we started this ridiculous thing. Yeah. And I kind of miss brewing the same beer. Well, yeah. And I mean, obviously, if you want to brew the same beer every week for the rest of your life, go for it. If that's what you like to drink. I'm not dogging that at all. I'm just saying, like, for me, with my introduction, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could brew that beer, but... I've already got like all these recipes that I haven't gotten to that I made that I want to brew. Right. So now I'm like constantly on to the next thing and I'm like, oh, that was really good. But this one sounds like a lot of fun and like I want to brew this one now. Well, and so yeah. I'm constantly moving on from beer. Well, also like with our with our backlog of 80 recipes that we've actually tried, <laughs> yeah. we have more brews under our belt than some brewers will do their entire brewing career. Yeah. yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's where it's like it's hard for me to be one of the guys who's like I'm just gonna brew like these four beers that I really like because I have some favorite styles but then I'm like alright so I've got my this beer and I've got this beer but now I want to try a grisette because it's a historical style I haven't tried and now I want to bring that to life and it's it's that adventurous exploration in me yeah. that I developed from the 80 style challenge that'll probably never go away, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Well, in the 80 style challenge, like we were able to do that because we have a cast of what, 10, 12 people a yeah. week coming through the studio and right. rotating through. Yeah. And so that helps get rid of some of that beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another, I can't do a beer, a five gallon every week and then put it on tap for myself. You get like one a month. <laughs> So I, I usually do about two a month, um, and I'll bring a couple growlers to the homebrew club or something and be like, here, drink this. Get rid of it. So, But I, I get through it pretty well, but it's it's exciting. I do yeah. different stuff. 
All right, man. Well, it was really good seeing you and having you back on the show again. Absolutely. Uh, we got to do this more often. I just punched the mic. That was a thing that just happened. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. All right. Um, so I I don't have any outro music, but there will be outro music about now. So <laughs> it's just weird doing the outro without the music. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindnessstudios and become a patron today. If you're doing Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Through Amazon shopping is normally get, get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. Also, if you haven't signed up for the AHA yet, do that via the link on our homepage. Head over to blindnessstudios.com, click join AHA at the bottom of our homepage. Sign up. I guarantee you won't regret it. The Zymergy magazine is worth the price alone. Plus, you can get 10% off at like Northern Brewer and stuff like that. So it really like it, it makes your your days cheaper. And they do a lot for the beer community. Like they got uh, the AHA is part of the reason that we can transport homebrew in Wisconsin now. Um, yeah. I think we talked about it on Department of Defense. I don't think we were doing homebrew bound at the time, but yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't even like it was less than five years ago <laughs> where we could not transport homebrew. Yeah. In this state, so. Well, I, I with my newer account, I read Symergy a lot. Every oh, time. And you get access to all the old ones too. Yeah, and that's awesome. I've read a lot of those. Every time the email comes out, like there's a new issue, like it just happened. Like, are last you week. digital or do you get the physical? Digital. Too? Okay. Um, I'm like, oh yes, time to go read it. I get I'm the like, uh, I get the physical, so it shows up in the mailbox, I, I, and it's pretty much. The, I wanted like, to do Christmas. that, but then I'm like, ah, it's, uh, it's just. It's, it's, it, but it's, it's good old-fashioned toilet reading. I, I like that, but <laughs> I have this Imergy app on my phone, yeah. so I just jump in there and like as soon as I get the email, I just read through it. Right. It's such a exciting thing. All right, well, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.